the number one Premier League podcast in the world. By some metrics. What metrics? Advanced metrics. The most in-depth analysis. Goals. Passes. Other things. Bang! The funniest jokes. Boing! So this one time... <laughs> Loved by all the critics. Oh! It's all right, isn't it? Come on in to Prem de la Prem. Welcome back to Prem de la Prem. It is the match week four recap. Late August in the Prem de la Prem season, and boy, it's in full swing. It's hard to know what to believe, what to expect. There's been so many crazy left turns. Where's the pendulum going to swing next? And for all of that with my head spinning, I'm just grateful to have you as my constant North Star. How are we doing, Patrick? Really well. You know, I'd never miss a single one of these, so let's go. Yeah, well, I'm sure you must be pretty chuffed, pretty pleased with yourself right now. Uh, my boys, Arsenal, crushing, straight crushing, another great weekend. I was really, really impressed. The standalone Premier League leaders after four games. I, it's what I said. I predicted this, and long may it continue. <laughs> I, well, when you're in Arsenal's position, let's, maybe that's a good place to start. You can play the easy schedule game. You can play the e- it's an easy schedule game, or you can say, what more do you want from us? We've beaten every team in front of us. You got confidence. I'm sure you got confidence going into Gerrard's depleted villa. Absolutely. Old Trafford next weekend, baby. It's the Prem de la Prem Bowl. Oh, couldn't be more excited. So I think we, you know, we beat what's ahead of us. You're right. You know, not the, not the best teams in the league. But I thought this weekend in particular, pleasing comeback win. I think that matters, going down. We didn't expect Fulham at home to be their sternest test. I was surprised, but so they, you know, backs against the wall, Gabriel made a mistake, then recovers, wins us the game. I think that shows character. I like what I'm seeing. You know, I Mm -hmm. think at this point, Champions League is destiny. God gives his toughest tests to his goofiest warriors. Yes. Well, we're seeing a kind of grit and resilience from Arsenal that wasn't fully present last season. Like, I think that Gabriel mistake with the Mitrovic slide-in goal would have been a backbreaker. Like, you saw them just absolutely capitulate against Newcastle in the late season. So, yeah. Yeah. Must be over the moon. I think think Odegaard leading as a captain. I really like what I'm seeing there. Yeah, finally fulfilling that potential. I can't, yeah. I mean, you, you really, you know, we're... Worried about him, let go by Real Madrid at a young age. Didn't actually think that he might stay at Arsenal, you know, loan signing, then get signed up proper. And ever since he's got the captain's armband, I think he's a leader. I love him. And I forgot he was alone. Yeah, he came in on a loan. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, you look around at some of the other top four contenders and the captains they have. At Chelsea, I don't really see Jorginho or anyone being a true leader. Man United. Is well, this currently... is a fun game. Who is the captain of these teams? Right. Good one. Okay. United. Who's top dog? I think uh, Harry Kane is probably top dog captain of like, you know, those challenging for top yeah. four and beyond. He feels like old established. School. Yeah. Uh, let's go City. Well, Hugo Lloris is the captain. Oh. So. Oh, there you go. All yeah. Right. Well, there we go. Okay. Chelsea, who is the captain? Uh, Jorginho, when Asby isn't playing, which is confusing because Asby isn't playing quite a lot of the time. Right. Um, uh, but we seem to be shirking the decision there. <laughs> well, at United, Ten Hag's done something very artful, which is 
over the summer, Maguire's our captain, no change there. Yeah. Today he goes, well, actually, we have a bunch of captains. Yes, classic. He goes, Everyone. Maguire's yeah. one of the captains. Yeah. What, what everyone says about United is it's a dressing room full of leaders. So, I mean, the picks, there's just too Stack many to choose up. from. Yeah, Stack exactly. them up. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Let's get McTominay a go. Come on. Well, I think it's the kind of thing where if you combine the best parts of our four captains, <laughs> you get a Roy Keane. Yes. That's what we're working yes. with right here. Yes. Well, let's end it here, Patrick. Uh, What's your favorite chant? Is it the Saliba chant? Going around, going around the Emirates. It's, I'm gonna go with the Saliba chant. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's yeah. a good one. Not because we, can, we can't think of others. But. No, no, no. You know me. I'm always whistling the Saliba chant. So, yeah. How does it? How does it go? Hey, Saliba. <laughs> Something like that. Anyway. Yeah, I'll yeah that's the tune. I'll sing it later. That's I'll sing the it later. tune. All right. Well, let's use that to lead into our main segment. We're gonna call it "Spot the Lie," and it's one we came up with today, and we're feeling great about it. Which of these teams slash trends have had uncharacteristic weeks or which of these teams have had weeks where they're finally showing their true colors? Because it has been a little bit of a pendulum swing over these four match weeks. Mm. We'll start with Arsenal, then we'll get, we'll get off them pretty quickly. Are you believing in this run? They've got Villa at probably the best time you could possibly play Villa on Thursday, I believe. Yeah. And then United at Old Trafford. I said, I mean, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to back my boys. I think, you know, I predicted it. It's gonna be a straight set of wins. We'll take it all the way to international yeah. break. Yeah. Um, I, I weirdly like worried about Villa only because they're so down and out that like sometimes in those situations, even if they just play for a draw, like a cornered raccoon. Kind yeah, of mind you, Villa doesn't really have the defense to play for a draw, so I don't know. Okay, yeah, I think we're just gonna win a clean sweep. <laughs> It's the invincible season all over again, I think. Well, I forget if I made this job on the pod, and I'm pretty pleased with myself about it, but if you'll recall, Arsenal actually lost their invincible streak at Old Trafford right. to United, so this would be like a poor yeah. man's yeah. dumb brain version of that, yeah. where Arsenal's won five this games on the trot. This would be the 2022 version yeah. of that. Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Where yeah. it's like another goal where we score with De Gea, just, or uh, Arsenal score with De Gea just curled up on the ground, not yeah. tending the net. Yeah, yeah. It's that Apologizing kind of Apologizing afterwards, really stepping up after the game and owning his mistakes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sorry for not standing up yeah. during the goal. So what do you think about Arsenal? Are we, are we doing this? Are we going, are we going what, what are your predictions for the United game? Let's focus on that, you know, because I think that's going to be the real tasty one. I can't lie, Patrick. I'm impressed. Mm. I'm impressed. They, they have not had the full test. Yeah. They have not had the full test, so it's hard for me to say leading the pack for the title race. But they've beaten every challenge laid out in front of them, yeah. which I did not expect of them. Yeah. Palace away, not an easy game. No. I really, I think this is the first season where I know it's the old adage, but I look at the table and I look at the teams in the Premier League. I look at... Nottingham Forest coming in and, and, and proving to be a really tough place to really, play. There really is crazy. no easy game. I was thinking the there same. is no easy game. So uh, every every yeah, four and a bounce in this league is nothing to sniff at. Brighton away or sorry, Bournemouth away is probably the closest you'll get to it. And they yeah. passed that test. Yeah. So good on them. Yeah. I think they're gonna come across a rejuvenated United. Yeah. next weekend and it should be a great game. I think it'll be a cracker, yeah. So why don't we talk United Patrick? Let's do it. What is going to define United's season for you? Is it evident of the first two weeks that we had? Or is it evident of the game we had against Liverpool? 
or more of like a game we had against Southampton, which, by the way, had 430 privileges. I was up watching that <laughs> yes. game, and boy, was I trying my hardest to stay awake. Yeah, that was not, that was not great television. However, I think... Well, you were just up naturally. Yes, that's true. You know me, Pat. Always up naturally. Right. Very early. Yeah. Look, right. Look so you were watching it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so I think we can all agree that uh, United were only going to get better as the window went on. And we're not even at the end of the window yet. You're rumored to have some more people coming into the squad. I think things are like, I think the first two weeks were not a reflection of United's full season. I don't think you're going to be consistently beating teams like Liverpool. But, you know, shithousing your way through some 1-0s, that feels right on par. So you think, this, you think the Southampton game? I think the Southampton game, but I do think that, like, Casemiro is going to come in. Yeah. You're, like, looking at some primetime wingers. Like, there might still be one or two dumb things on tra- deadline day. So I don't know. I, I'm, I'm pretty long on United right now, but within reason, obviously, you know, like top six. Sure. It's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a very competitive top four, so I'm not it, taking that as disrespect. It is a very... Yeah, it, absolutely. I get it. Yeah. I get it. But here's what I'll say. Just wrapped up Anthony for a mind-boggling six-figure, 100 million euro... Um, Unbelievable. Which, by the way, I'm going to convert to pounds to make myself feel better. Yeah. Bring it right back down under that five-figure Yeah, the, what, that's like area. 85 or something pounds? I don't know, but um, it's a, it's still a I'll lot. tell you what. NB- NBC, Sports, NBC Sports takes all the add-ons, yeah. and they do something smart, which is called up to. And so when they try to make clubs look like mugs, yeah. they say this yeah. deal could be up to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah they yeah. just factor that in there, and then they let Tim Howard just I, go for I it. I have to say, like, um, I... I don't know much about him. I feel like if you get Ten Hag from Ajax and then you're having to go back and pay a premium on his players feels, I, I don't know, like slightly off to me. But you, I guess, you think there would be a Ten Hag discount? I, I think, I, you know, yeah. Well, here's exactly <laughs> what happened. This is textbook United. Textbook United. We wanted him in June. Right or July, I forget if we put in a low ball. Rumors, yeah. I forget if we put in a low ball request like or just 50. said or just said, hey, you know the best value in the transfer market's always late August. Yes. So yeah. after a really bad start to the season, that's, Gla- that's yeah. when you have the so most Glazernomics. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure his price doubled after the Brentford but game. Buy high, sell low. Always. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. They they genuinely believe that extending contracts is a good way to preserve yeah. value. I know. Yeah. 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 It's a tough one. So here's what happened. We came back in. I think went for about went in for about eighty million, which right. is already for someone who scored eight goals in the Eredivisie last wow. season. Yeah, no, yeah, eight I did goals. Not know that. Hey, he's got a great comp. He's got a great comp oh on YouTube. Oh my god, we're all we're all hype on him. We're all very hype on him. Uh, they said no, actually, we're not going to let you gut our team because keep in mind we just took Lissandro Martinez. Yeah, who all of a sudden is not being talked about as a very small center back. Yeah. Two yeah, games I, later, I, crazy. I, yeah, we will talk oh, about Oh, okay, him. so we will talk about oh, it. We will talk, hell yeah, we're gonna okay. talk about him. So we were like, all right, fine, 80 million, just hand over the player. Yeah. IX goes, no, we're not gonna let you do this. We go back at a, I, I think it okay. might as well have been the 100 million, yeah. and they straight up died on that hill. They were like, it was like an Ajax, let's prove who we are in the world of football, and turn down this Mind-boggling fee. Uh, that player, and it yeah. took Anthony, no, not just handing a transfer request, but, like, but being like on strike. 
he 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 made it a full PR yeah. statement. Yeah. Which, by the way, seems to also be how the Fafana thing went down. I think like he clearly like. It's a shame that. I got duped by the Fafana tweet that yeah. was like, <laughs> yeah. I would very much like to go to Les, uh, yeah. to Chelsea, please. Thank you. Yeah, so good. Okay, well, so, let's, let's talk. Um, I want to talk Martinez with you because okay. I thought he was brilliant and he deserves... Two games in a row. Much credit. I think his stats in the Southampton game were ridiculous. It was like 100% of everything. You know, like truly incredible stats. I also uh, wanted to... Uh, I, I saw a cheeky little headline just before we jumped on okay. here. Um your bench at the Southampton game was worth $350 million, <laughs> which is more than the entire... I too have an athletic yeah, subscription. Yeah, yeah. Which is more than the whole of the Southampton yeah. like team combined. Yeah. Much of that obviously produced by Maguire sitting on there on a casual A5. Talk to me just like, how are you seeing that evolve? Are you as a United fan, like I, I look from the outside looking in, like I weirdly like am... Quietly pleased this is happening to Maguire. You know, it feels like, you know, Emperor's new clothes. He's finally been pointed out. But as like a United fan, do you have a different relationship with that situation? Your captain being dropped like that? There is a really weird, distinct level of vitriol and hatred towards right. Maguire. Like you think about the England matches. Always, People yeah. hate Maguire. And it started to seep into Manchester United fan culture. Right. And I think it's for a couple reasons. One is not his fault. He didn't get dropped when he should have been dropped. Yeah. Not his fault. I feel really bad for him. Right, which he was, was what, the back end of last season, you would say? Or when would he or, or just the last eighteen months in general? Yeah, last season. If you yeah. think about the season before last. Think about the season before last. We were going to a Europa League final against yeah. Villarreal, which we lost. Yeah. Maguire wasn't fit. United fans right. were freaking out. They said, Maguire's not going to be fit. We're not going to win this game. Yeah, and that very, may, that very may well have proved to be the case. This last season, his form dropped off a cliff. He, he did, is he still getting chased by the Greece police? Do you think that might have something to do I think with it? I think he just went away. Much like Barcelona's yeah. financial levers. Right. Just he, pulled some, people, he pulled some levers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, it's Wall Street in 2009, folks. Yeah. If you have connections, things just happen to go away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, sorry to interrupt you. But no, okay, yeah. so there's, there's the things that he can't control, and he's just doing his best, like being, being made United captain before he's ready, et cetera, et cetera. The thing that United fans don't like is when he would come out and do media after having a howler yeah. and saying things like he would pin stuff strangely on the forwards, not creating chances, yeah. and we all have to stick together. It was always we when he made mistakes. There was never any individual acknowledgement, which right. for all the things you can say about De Gea came out yeah. for Brentford and was like, that was terrible on yeah. my part. So. And he's also just got a hateable face to a certain extent. I mean, it, it's one of the joys of seeing that face it, on yeah. the bench. And you Talk know, about things he can't control. Yeah, and it's also interesting how United have now gone from, you know, cameras cut to Ronaldo on the bench to cameras cut to Maguire on the bench. Like, the cameramen are just, this is just well, they can like take dream, their yeah, yeah, dream, they can take dream their content. So, on the bench, maybe we wrap it up with, uh, first off, Casemiro coming in off the bench. I, not the player that Ten Hag was necessarily wanting because he's not a creative ball progressing midfielder, but he's a hell of a holding midfielder. So. Oh, yeah. I, I, I think, and you know, this will serve maybe as a transition to uh, uh, nip over to Chelsea, but I'm like struck a little bit about, you know, United and Chelsea are the same this season and that like 
the managers slash coaches are really driving the recruitment. It's clearly evident in what's happening at United with like just loads of ex Ajax players. At yeah. Chelsea, he was like, "Oh, this is what the recruitment department's right. doing." No, here are players who I've played and with. And Chelsea is equally as like, "Yeah, no, it's Tuchel tells us who to buy, and we try and get them for absurd prices." Because you don't have that structure anymore. What, what I will say is like, I think at United and maybe one day to at Chelsea, like things do feel like. A little bit, like, I like Casemiro and Eriksen as, like, two sixes. Like, I hadn't ever thought of that. And it's clearly, like, a coach who's, who's been, like, okay, like, I need, I need like, control and flair down there. I also need a bruiser and a killer. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, that, that might work. It might just work. I, I think it's a good signing. Yeah. I, I have problems with strategy. Which is like, ooh, we're spending a whole oh, yeah. lot on a thirty-plus midfielder. I, I can I sorry, to, but I just think there's a lot of hate there too, and that like, these are just Premier League club prices now, and because like United and Chelsea are buying, like, you just like an okay player costs fifty million. What do you want us to say? Like that's just the market. Well, now Casemiro looks like a steal after the Anthony <laughs> deal. So yeah, the market shifts. The market shifts every day. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I don't, we were talking about Ten Hag building up a set of players who are going to play his way. I don't want to get too far into it, but one thing I've noticed that's really interesting, and to answer the question I posed to you, I think Southampton is going to be representative of a lot of yeah. our season, which, I hate to say it, is it's volleyball. It's volleyball because oh, it's yeah. the players that we have with defensive competence. Yeah. Because he's got different personnel there. Yeah. Yeah, so. totally fair. I'm also struck by how, in the, I think in the last two games you did well, you didn't concede first, which has been the kiss of death for you for like a long time now. Mm -hmm. And so it's also like, I wonder if Southampton had scored first, what would have happened? Yeah, yeah, which was possible. Yeah, which was possible. Oh um, yeah, it was possible. All right, should we all just right. should we just leave Ronaldo off to the side? Well, I I have a I'm gonna I might come back to him later. Which oh, is surprising, but I, I'm, I have a little number for you later. I might come back to him later Okay, well. great. All right. Well, let's talk about Chelsea, Patrick. Yeah. Where, uh, you know. You know how much I hate Chelsea, James. Where Mason Mount resides. Patrick and all, In yes. his trash bin like yeah. Oscar the Grouch. Uh, what, half-time sub, trash Mount. Yeah, told you. The guy's trash there. Yeah, should have listened. Should have listened to Subbed off at half-time. Kept Ruben Loftus-Cheek on over Mount. That just says to you everything you need to know about Mount right now. There's something about a number 12 jersey. It's just gross. Yeah. <laughs> it's just gross. No one wants it. Brilliant. No one wants a 12 Brilliant. jersey. Yeah. Patrick, I'm trying to find the theme here in Chelsea season because it's been a weird one. Mm. It's been gross grind-out results. It's been wheels coming off against an energetic Leeds team. Mm. And now a pretty stirring, resilient victory against Leicester being 10... Being on ten men for the majority of the game. Yeah, that was a good win. It was that, a good. That was a good gritty win. And and Leicester, like you know, I could have stolen the draw. So it was like a good win in that. Also, they got away with the three points. You know. Right. So let's put the spotlight on Raheem Sterling. Yes. Because it is. I am unsure what Chelsea's going to do in the market as far yes. as an out and out striker. Yes. Where does your Where's your inclination on if and who they get? To fill that role. I, and I feel like the last 24 hours have started looking real ropey on that front. I think it's all back up in the air a little bit. Obviously, Obama Young would have gone, which as a diehard Arsenal fan, um, I want him as I am. well away from United. <laughs> yeah. I do not want any part of that. So, uh, obviously, uh, pains, pains me to see it. Uh, but 
uh, here I'll say a couple of things. Um, I think uh, people underestimate the impact that Havertz has in that front three. I don't think he is the false nine or striker, but I do like. I want to just start by saying, like, he's playing better than Mount. He's just really, really. He's making all the runs. He's surprisingly aggressive. He just hasn't got an end product on him. Uh, Sterling is starting to come good, but he's not going to carry us home. Here's what I was going to say. Assuming you don't bring in that player who's going to fill a number nine role, Sterling opens up his account with a brace. Is he going to supply you 15 plus no. goals or is it going to have to be a oh. spread the wealth I mean, kind of season? He, I mean, he, he will supply us 15 plus goals and it'll still be a spread the wealth kind of season because that's not enough, oh. you know. Um, but it honestly, uh, the way Chelsea have been operating in this transfer market, I don't think there's a world where we end up without some additional players up front. Let's get Alvaro Morata back. Oh, just give I it mean, another like swing. Just another fell up. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm, um, you know, I mean, like, we should probably just first of all address that there is just like rampant spending happening at Chelsea. And I remember only like six weeks ago, everyone was going like, "Oh, it's not Abramovich era is over. You know, you're going to have to f face up to what it's like being a normal football club." And in Patrick, comes, I've never heard you speak so passionately yeah. about Chelsea. <laughs> in comes this American sugar daddy with sweet lips and a big wallet. And he does not give a shit. Uh, what I will say is... Well, we were just talking about strategy. Right. So. so I think one of the things I want to point out is I think we're overspending on some players. You know, uh, Cucurella at 60 million is uh, pretty eye-catching. What we're hearing come out uh, for... What's that Everton winger? Uh, oh, Anthony Gordon. Anthony Gordon. Jeez. Also, Todd Bowley was was catching some some fan shrapnel at the game. Absolutely, but I think what's happening there is that like we need players at uh, right and left wing back and right and left winger, and both Cucurella and. Uh, we need and players on the left and right we, side we basically, of the pitch because I think Ziyech will go. I think like, but anyway, I think so. Um, we you, they're also coming in as cover for Chilwell and Reece. So we're basically paying sixty million for players who can play two positions, and that kind of like you know, if I'm being kind, it's, it's really thirty million a position. Yeah, suddenly that's, it's that's a, a deal. brilliant deal. No, that's a deal. I heard Cucurella can play up to three positions, so suddenly he's a twenty million dollar bargain. Um, but uh, no, we're in trouble. You might need him to play goalie too. Yes, I mean, <laughs> oh yeah, actually, he's better on his feet. Oh then. shit! <laughs> yeah. But listen, it's it's not it's clearly not done yet. Um, but I and I uh, said to you, I said this to you before the pod started. I do want to take a minute and talk about Thiago Silva. Uh, so uh, you admittedly will have had to watch Chelsea's games for the last couple of weeks to really see the effect that he has, which on is that a form side. of torture. Which exactly, I don't expect any of you fellow uh, Prem heads to have done. I, I I have suffered through it, and it has been a chore, but. <laughs> I, I wanted to sort of like... In between uh, Arsenal games. Put, uh, yeah, that's right. right. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to put this to you. Um, Christensen and Rudiger, 18 months ago, would you have said that they would end up playing for Real Madrid and Barcelona? Those were both on the bench at Chelsea for three to four years. Rudiger was. Rudiger has been in and out of the bench, and I mean, like, honestly, truth. But 18 months ago, would you have said Rudiger is going to be? 
In I don't I don't know where my head was at 18 months ago. What I can tell you is I don't even put Rudiger and Christensen in comparable categories. Right. I guess my point uh, I'm trying to make is I think they were both. I mean, Rudiger was definitely ahead of Christensen. I would have given Christensen a five out of ten, and Rudiger maybe a six or a seven out of ten. So you're saying last year was a real breakout year? And I think what's happened is they both got to play with Thiago Silva for 18 months, and that guy doesn't just save us like from defeats. He is also just like a generational teacher. And I, like, look, Fofana clearly was a disgrace in the way he forced an exit. So I'm told by Leicester fans. Was it that bad? I hear that. You've you got know, a mainline the Leicester real, fans. Real, I mean, they are just hitting me up. What's he done wrong? Patrick I feel like players do this Doc all the time. Corley at ArsenalFCfans.com. And I thought so too, by the way. But still, everyone's really upset because, you know, you just signed a contract last year, like okay. a five-year contract. Got it. So it's like one of those. But, like, I think... You, you should want to come and play, I wouldn't just say with Thiago Silva, for, but for Thiago Silva in that back line. Because he's going to change you. Yeah. Jesus. So there we go. I know that's strong for Come get a fans, tutelage but at yeah. Stamford Bridge. Dude, are you kidding me? This guy creates monsters. We won yesterday 10 men against Leicester with him being flanked by Chalobah and Asby. I mean, yeah, that's come on. <laughs> it's a challenge. It's a challenge. It's All a challenge right. in of itself. So, All right. Rant over. That's it for Chelsea. That's it. Let's talk about their opponents, Patrick. Mm. Leicester. Believe it or not, I, it's hard to look at the table. I don't even touch the table. Yeah. Four weeks in. I, don't I mean, think, as I an think, Arsenal fan, I'm currently it's pinned up on my... It's hard to avoid. I understand. Yeah. I understand. Because yeah. we're just 12 out of... We're 12 points out of 12, as, you know, on the table right now. I think we're all aware. Yeah. Okay. We can all count. Thank you. Yes. Uh, bottom of the table with one point, Patrick. We're talking about Leicester City here. Shocker. Who had two straight opportunities to make top four and, for lack of a better phrase, bottled it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Lost Cashper Smichael, which, as, an, as, as, as someone outside of the Leicester fandom, fan sphere, I didn't see coming. I no. didn't know he was even on the market. I didn't realize how old he was. Yeah. He was like 35, man. But he's a keeper. I know. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. Old. Uh, Fafan is now, is it, is it done? Is I it mean, done it's, deal? it's, it's done, it's done. Okay. And, and they have like two days. Okay. You know? And so who else? Uh, lots of chatter about Yuri Thielmans. Yeah. And who have you got? You've got an aging Vardy. You've got injury prone James Madison. Things are starting to look very suspect for the team at the bottom of the table. I saw this graph in the aforementioned athletic that breaks down the transfers and the money spent by all the teams. And Why don't you explain it for the audience? So I'm looking at like, I mean, it's just a table uh, of like all 20 teams and how they've spent. Uh, Chelsea with their BDE cash money energy are right at the top with 181 million pounds, which is about 210, 220 million dollars. And right at the bottom, in line with their league table position, Leicester, Zero money spent. I had a little bit of digging here. You know me, Pat. I like to come prepared. Did a little bit of digging. So it seems like they're Thai owners. They're like a duty-free empire in airports all around the world. Wow. Got hit, obviously. Hang on. By I'm, co I'm covering the mic real quick. Is this an exclusive? This is an exclusive. I mean, you know, this is my source at the FT. You know, the I feel like I'm Times. watching the Manti Teo yeah. documentary, like <laughs> yeah. Deadspin. Like, we're onto something no one else okay. has found. Listen, so there was this thing called the pandemic, right? And so airports were basically shut for two years. So their business, like, nosedived. So first of all, they have, like, their 
incredibly wow. cash poor at a business level. And then secondly, and this is definitely an exclusive, allegedly, there was some improper conduct on how they had those uh, duty-free licenses Whoa. renewed. So they're also facing potential imminent lawsuits. And they've basically decided they don't want to own this football club anymore. And a little bit like you... The beloved owners. The beloved Thai owners basically don't have the money for it. And it shows in how they're spending. It's basically, and uh, Brendan has been saying that all summer, it's like... They can only spend what they um, make. Bring in. Yeah. And so I'm stunned that they like held out on Fafana for so long. Right, because they have what? Three days it's to, incredible. to now, reinvest? Yeah. And everyone knows now they've got money. So they're going to have to overpay in these last three days. But uh, I'm real worried for Leicester. Really yeah. worried. Well, I have to give you credit, Patrick, because you predicted yourself that Leicester was going to struggle yep. this season. I don't think we're I don't think, I don't think anyone's calling them relegation fodder. If indeed he stays, if Madison stays, yeah. Barty, well, you know, I mean, he'll he'll score goals. He's a goal scorer. So I don't think anyone's worried about them going down, but wow, what a fall from grace. Yeah. And you think about how much money they could have made in revenue from being in the Champions League. Incredible. Uh and this also doesn't bode well for my prediction of managers not getting fired, but Brendan Rodgers does not create the image of a happy manager. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't think he will go first, but he is definitely, you know... He's a man right. searching for a legacy right now. Yeah, and he, I don't think he's going to find out Leicester. No. No, he had his opportunity. All right, well, let's shift the view a little bit over to Liverpool. Patrick. Oh, wow, what a game. Similar to how United really started their season against Liverpool, and I'm very upset we didn't have a pod specifically dedicated to that, but that's not your fault, Patrick. Uh, Liverpool has now announced themselves in this season. Yes, it was Bournemouth at home. It was a 9-0 win. It was the dogs finally getting out of the, the starting line yeah. over at Anfield. Is this what we should expect from them? Have they fully kicked on, or is there a little... Klopp's, act, Klopp's acting a little weird for me in press yeah. conferences. I think, I, yeah. I think the really close second-place finish has yeah. grinded a few people more than you expected yeah, last season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But are we worried... Do we care they're five points off City? And I'm not saying seven points off Arsenal. Fair. And one point off United. Um, so, you know. Thank just you. Put let some, it, let put it some respect. Know. Exactly. So that yeah, is crisis right now. We just beat, their, we right just beat now. their asses back to Liverpool. Yeah. So. Cut. Uh, so I, um, I, I have to think that Klopp is uh, giving it a bit of attitude right now because he does actually want some signings before the end of the window. I've heard stuff about Jude Bellingham, maybe some pre-contract mm. agreements. De Jong. Maybe, Frankie De Jong would be a real nut punch. Honestly, F De Jong. There. I've said what said everyone's it. thinking. You said right? it. Like, you said it. Uh, well, for me, no. Personally. <laughs> Could have really De Jong, used if that you're player. hearing this. <laughs> Could have really used that player. Yeah. But no. Uh, what would be a sack punch is I can understand. I'm, let's, let's talk about this objectively. I can understand how someone would rather live in Barcelona yeah. than in Manchester. But, but if you're like, ooh, Liverpool, Liverpool yeah. yeah, no, fuck that. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure all Liverpool and United players like live in the same town anyway. They're all like, in Cheshire. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I, I don't know. I mean, yesterday or whenever that Liverpool game was, um, I think was just... Like, everything went their way, including, like, uh, lucky bounces for Firmino's first goal... Uh, like just corners, just like free run. I, I don't think... Well, I think what went their way was Bournemouth at home. Right. <laughs> right. Just looking at the schedule. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, I, 
I wasn't that. I know. I, I, I still think Liverpool can be had, and I still think Klopp knows it. And I think he, he is trying to... So he's giving it the unhappy manager as the window is still open vibes. He, he, he pulled out one of the dustiest cards in the manager's handbook. It's at the way back. He went with the, you guys were right, I was wrong. Yeah. In need in a midfielder. Exactly. Exactly. And he's also giving it the whole like, oh... The only reason... For, forced to play teenagers... You know. Oh, the only reason this isn't my freak of the week is because I've given it to Klopp too many times exactly. this season already. Exactly. It would it would become exactly. unoriginal. However, uh, uh, Carvalho, nineteen-year-old Portuguese kid, scores on his debut off the bench. Very impressed. Like Harvey Elliott, anonymous against United, but Harvey nice Elliott. Uh, here's um, uh, rest in peace to his grandma who oh, died wow. a few days prior. And you might have seen when he scored the goal, he ran off into the crowd crying. You love to see it. Huh. Bit of emotion on the young kid. That is nice. That's what we're here for. Yeah. So you think Liverpool can be had? I think Liverpool can be had. Are they? Are they your? Are they still your title challengers? I. I this might be wishful thinking, but I'm hoping it's not going to be a repeat of a two-horse race, and that it's not about uh, Spurs and uh, Chelsea and Arsenal getting much better. It's more like the whole Premier League improves and that there's just going to be harder for City and Liverpool to mm. go on like 15 win runs. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I don't, Maybe we should talk about City. Yeah, that's my... Uh, <laughs> bro. <laughs> okay. Maybe I'm going to go just, ahead and respectfully disagree. Maybe. I just really want it to be, you know, a bit tastier than that. Although I do like a little, like... You said you didn't want a two-horse race, bruh. I got you yeah, a one-horse yeah, race. Yeah, exactly. I think there's more chance of that than it being a two-horse oh, race. The, okay. We're four match weeks in. I, I don't want to yeah. get carried away. Yeah. I had a moment watching City Palace. I had a moment. It was just a fleeting thought where I went, Oh, fuck. <laughs> I, Add Erling Haaland to a title-winning team. Jesus Christ. He is... So not to good. take Gabriel Jesus' name in no, vain. but he is so good. He is actually. It's a that lost good. era. This is such a United thing to say, but it brings me back to Rude Van Nistelrooy, where you're like, wow, yes. this is the yes. prototypical striker. That is so well put. It feels like um, of another time. And what I will say is, like, I had that experience slightly with like uh, uh, Prime Costa. Yeah, yeah, that's not true, even. I don't know. Yeah, he just and you know he's like this big guy. He looks like a brute, but then he's like right where he needs to be. And silky you, touch. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, like he like like he gets to the far post. Like it's just like he does it all. He's not just like bullying people like Costa did. I'm gonna say it right now. I think he's a future Ballon d'Or winner. He is. Uh, I mean, he yeah, hundred percent. And I am. Bitter about what they paid for him. In my little ta aforementioned table, uh, City isn't even in the top six on uh, best uh, highest spend. Well, they got him right when the season ended. Yeah, they, I think they lifted they, the trophy and then said, "By the way, we're announcing they, Holland." For like what, fifty nine million? Or it's something? not. Uh, you know, this is a shout out to Colin because he is well on top of the sports washing tip. Yeah, And I think I need to add a little bit of perspective when I talk about City. Also, yeah. they are a hated rival, but something about them just is very non-threatening to me. Yeah. And I think it's for that reason where I'm just like, what can you say? Yeah. 
when you bring in the most talented sporting minds yeah. to run an operation. Yeah. You bring in Pep Guardiola, and then you go and buy the most talented players in the world. What are you supposed to say? Yeah. And that's why I do want them to go and lose their first game, so I can feel a little bit of spice in this. I'm worried. Yeah, I'm worried about again. that. Yeah. Um, by the way, we got straight to City without mentioning Liverpool's rivals, Bournemouth, who yeah. are low-key not in the relegation zone, with a goal differential of negative 14. Unbelievable, yeah. Have not scored since they won that game against yeah. uh, Gerrard's I can't, I, I'm going to let that cook for a little longer before we have a hot take on Scott Parker, but I'm going to just let it cook a little longer. Okay. You know? I don't think, Like, yeah. at some point, we're going to have to address it, but I don't think after a 9-0 dropping to Liverpool is the time. They've had two two tough games. Yeah, exactly. Arsenal and Liverpool. Exactly. But, you know, we'll again. have to talk about it at some point. But again. But not today. Handsome guy, by the way. Oh, my That'll God. That'll buy him at least uh, five weeks. And we might talk about him later. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm still looking at the top of the table, Patrick, and I'm looking over at Brighton. Yes. Ten points from four games. Yeah. The much maligned, disgruntled, if my name was Potterino, I'd be getting a look in at the top clubs in the yeah. world. They've only dropped points against Newcastle. Yeah. Which is fully respectable in isolation. Yeah. And obviously the the win against United grabbed headlines. Today they beat Leeds in a comfortable 1-0. Yeah, did what Chelsea couldn't. What is... Is this... Is this going to carry through the season? Is Brighton going to be the breakthrough team to mess about with the top six? Or is that way too off-base? I think it's too early because they were in a similar place last season. They started really strong and then sort of faded. And yeah. I, I, you have to assume when, like, it's just punching above your weight. After a while, you just get exhausted. I will say, I was kind of thinking about Craig Potter and I was like, what's a good next move for him? Is it like a Aston Villa? Which isn't like dramatically bigger job but have like a well, really talented squad. Well, we've that's, talked about this before, Patrick. That's right. Oh, I forget now. So, yeah, yeah let me, let me remind me. memory. I think it's a little bit of reach down to pull up a team that has I, more prestige. And then go further. Yes. I think so too and I'm just like, I have to admit and maybe we'll talk about that in a minute but like the Villa job and um, once they sort their defense out, you could make that a Europe team. Those guys are spending. Yeah. And so I just, there comes a point where I wonder how long Brighton get to hold on to their biggest asset, which is their coach. And, and you know, whether it's Leicester, Villa or Everton, th like things might happen in the next like two to three months. Yeah, I'm really nervous for my take on coaches, number of coaches getting fired this season. Yeah. I thought everyone was very stable. Yeah, it feels then, real ropey right now. Right now it's a little ropey. It's, we're not ready to talk about Scott no, Parker yet. No, we're not ready to talk about Scott Parker yet, nor are we ready to talk I about... I am ready to talk about Everton. Let's talk about Everton. <laughs> yeah, that is the team I'm ready Everton. to talk about. Four games played, zero wins. Are they going to go another four in what I'm going to call Frank Lampard pumpkin rolling Halloween massacre? <laughs> Away to Leeds, yeah, Liverpool, Arsenal, yeah. West Ham, who just won their first game. They brought in Neil Mope, who is, yeah. I hate to say it, not getting into the first 11 at Brighton anymore. <laughs> so that's who Everton are out buying. Hell of a celebration, though. Hell of a wind-up merchant. Uh, what do we see? What do we see for it's Everton? Because they are picking up right where they left off last season. I don't... I don't I, again, like, I probably should have done some sleuthing with the Financial Times here, too, because I'm, like, trying to figure out where the money's gone. Because for you mean Everton, why they're not spending? Yeah, Everton, for, like, the last three, four years, have always had a dumb, like, yeah. signing in them. And then this year, suddenly, there's nothing. Um, I... 
I've heard that uh, before mentioned Anthony Gordon could be lined up for like a cash plus multiple player swap deal. I did read that. And that feels like useful for them because they don't need money right now. They need quality. Do you quality. think that's useful for Chelsea? Like I saw Connor, no. I saw Connor Gallagher's I, name in there and I'm like... I, I couldn't what? figure out this. Like, I don't want it to happen. Truth be told, like that feels like something you punch into FIFA, and the aggregators like does not recommend yeah, trade. Yeah, yeah. It's like fifty million plus Conor Gallagher plus central defender. But I really think that's the only way they save themselves. They need multiple high quality players, yeah. and I just they clearly don't have the cash for it. And even if they sell some high value players, they're not going to have time to reinvest. It just feels. Very dangerous over there. And yes, Fat Frank isn't helping. I mean, you know, if they had a, a like worldly coach, maybe. But let me ask you, Arden Arsenal fan, you know, you, there was always a lot of bad blood when you would play Chelsea. Yeah. So I'm curious how your feelings about Frank Lampard affect your views uh, of him as a coach, where for a long time, I still think the jury's out on Ollie, by the way, on like actually yeah. how good of a coach yeah. was he? Yeah. I think the uh, I think it shifts. The, but that's still. The, that's the, is, what is it? That's always the thing of like you know you get better the longer you've been retired. Like people are still judging Mourinho's United yeah. years. And right. Like, <laughs> I I and I think you said that only in the last pod when you and I were talking on the last pod together on the last pod we did together uh, right. last week. Last week. Yeah. And uh, you were. Um, you were saying, admittedly, that that United run was coming in front of no fans. And so, you know, can you really, like, you know, all this period was brilliant. I loved it Thank when you. he said it to me last Thank week. You. But I just, so it's hard to judge Ollie's stuff. But all, all that being said, yeah, like, so anyway, I'm worried about, I'm worried about Frank. I'm worried about Because I always looked at Ollie with rose tinted glasses. It made it hard for me to evaluate how he was as a coach, how far he could take us. You are not an Everton fan. No. Which is documented. Yes. Uh, Nor am I a Chelsea fan, which is also documented. But I did have a soft spot for Fra Frank when he was our coach yeah. at uh, Chelsea. And I have to say, um, he, he is just what he is. Hardworking. Uh, you know, like he, he's just not, I don't think he's going to ever be a world Do you world think his team coach. talks just like play for the shirt? Yeah, e exactly, yeah. exactly. Like, I've been here before, look how I did it. If we all just get our head down, if we come together as a team, platitude, platitude, insert, did I tell you I've been here before? Uh, and, and I, yeah. yeah, I don't know. Well, I don't think Frank was known for, like, amazing league of his own technique necessarily no. but we've also talked about why Thierry Henry is a horrible manager right because he's right. like he just looks at his players he's yeah. like why can't you just yeah. do what I yeah, told yeah. you to do just not make him yeah. <laughs> yeah why yeah. can't you just dribble the team and score yeah. I don't understand what's what I need you to do is to run faster than the opposition player right that is what my whole game plan hinges on right so yeah. I think Frank's doing a mini version yeah. of that yeah. why can't you be yeah, a second exactly. runner into the box yeah. and just scoop up a random yeah. 20 goals a season yeah uh, okay. His best friend, Stevie uh, G. Stevie G. Stevie G. I said to you before, man. Why don't we stop here and say, let's stop here and say, put some respect on Patrick Vieira's name. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Same era of player. Yeah. I'm not going to call it the elephant in the room. Yeah. But yeah. Why don't we bring some spotlight on him yeah. and how good of a job he's doing at he's Palace? Doing, he's doing a great job at Palace. I worry that he also is going to have his team sniffed out for the next couple of days before the transfer window shuts. Because he's I, got some promising yeah, talent. Yeah, but I like him. Um, Stephen Gerrard, 
He, he is my uh, number uno on likelihood to get shown the door. First one. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's obviously between him and Brendan, but I just think expectations are high at Villa. And um, Worth noting, I don't know if this was widely known. I, I only saw it as a tiny little sub-headline article. His record defender signing, Diego Carlos, out for the season. Yeah. That's tough. Which, which by the way... I you got to play Tyrone Mings. I looked, who was also out this weekend. Um, so they're playing with, you know, I, I did look at their team and they have a really, really, really tasty front six, but their back four is terrible. Mm -hmm. And so I'm, you know, I'm real worried for him, uh, but I don't think he's got it. And I don't think Aston Villa have got it. They really, really stink right now. And um, I just don't know where they're going to go from here. I mean, First one out the door. Yeah, I'm okay. going to, that's, where I'm, that's my right. hot take. Well, I'm going to put you to task on this yeah, next week. Yeah, hold me to it. Okay. Patrick, Freak of the Week. Bram de la Bram's Freak of the Week. Freak of the Week. The Freak of the Week. The Freak of the Week. It's the Freak of the Week. Wow, what a freak. I've got a short list. He's probably the deserved freak, but, you know, I want to have a little so bit. So you're just bragging about having uh, a I'll have a little bit of fun here. So, But Salah has to be mentioned. In a 9-0 Liverpool out performance. Shout Premier League yeah, owners. Yeah. Uh, did you no goal. Them? Of course I did. Yeah, I think everyone captained <laughs> him. They're like, yeah, that's yeah. easy money. Yeah, I got Harland as my little vice captain. No good. I don't even know why they let you vice captain. It just never actually... In case he dies <laughs> yeah. before the game, here's your vice captain. Yeah. But um, nine goals scored. That's a goal every 10 minutes. And nothing from Salah just blows my mind. Oh, yeah. So here was my Saturday morning. Uh, because this is the life I chose. Yeah. I'm built different. Woke up at 4.30 to watch United beat Southampton in a paltry 1-0. At least it was a victory. I'm taking the result all day, going back to bed happy. Wake back up again real confused because my sleep <laughs> schedule got fucked up at about 9 a.m. I go, ooh, Liverpool won 9-0. I don't like that, but at least I captain Salah. That was, yeah, that was my headspace. Excellent. Excellent. So he is definitely shortlisted. Um... I'm going to uh, say this one. I'm going to go with it. Just, oh, so, oh, okay. No, so he wasn't your free. He wasn't the one. I'm actually going to give it to... It's not, it's not like you to bring more than uh, one. I know. I know. But And this will give us a quick nod to... Uh, we haven't talked about Spurs, who had a uh, great win today. Um, but I like Conte. You know I like Conte. I think Antonio Conte is my freak of the week. Because in the post-match interview, when asked about uh, Sonny and why he wasn't performing too well this season. He went on this little rant about how uh, Son is like an excellent player, an excellent character, and then out of the blue said, if I had to go find a husband for my daughter, I would want it to be Son. Wow. No one asked him. Wow. I, mate, you're, I think your daughter probably wants to find her own husband. I don't know what kind of household he runs. Well, you did say if. In, like, it's an arranged marriage situation. I'd like to think she's just not of age yet, so he hasn't concerned himself with that yet. Yeah. But I just feel like he runs his family like he runs a dressing room. It's just loads of shouting at people, just going absolutely nuts. And that's, uh, so my freak of the week well, is Conte. I didn't even think Son was having a bad season. He is not having a good season. Got subbed off early today. Yeah, and no goals, no assists. And uh, Richarlison is coming in and making a real difference every time he replaces him. He comes on for Amount some. of time spent on the floor. Mm. Triple. Triple that. Triple. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay, that's a good one. Give me a freak. Here's my freak. Give me a freak. And 
I stumbled upon this freak. It, 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 didn't, <laughs> it did not present itself to me. I had to go and find it. Patrick, I'm giving my freak of the week to deflected goals. Oh, no. Big nice. deflected goals. That is a great one. Big deflected goals. Sterling for Chelsea, mm-hmm. Odegaard for Arsenal, mm-hmm. Silva for City, mm-hmm. four nulls against Aston Villa. All mm-hmm. either match changers or match deciders that were deflected goals. I, and, I, and there was even a deflected assist in the mix for the Liverpool game, for Mino's first goal. Yeah. So yeah. it is, it, I love that. Absolute freak It style. was, as I was watching your Arsenal, I got a little too excited about the Mitrovic goal. That's on me. That's my fault. Yeah. I'm going to go work on that. <laughs> Odegaard's goal. I was just like, for fuck's sake. Because once the levy breaks, you know Arsenal's going to go on and yeah. win the game. Yeah. And it's just Leno playing out of his mind against his former team. Mm. And you get the cheeky deflected mm. goal. Silva, it got the, it got the, the uh, bounce back going against Palace. So... I was trying to think about how many current or ex-Arsenal goalkeepers are currently playing in the Premier League. We've got Martinez. We've got Bernard Leno. We've obviously got Ramsdale. Ramsdale. And I feel like there's another one sniffing around. You're going to have to dig into that one. But three is, yeah. Three is already a quite a That's a hell of a percentage. Yeah. I've got a sub-freak. Got a okay. sub freak. It's Guardiola labeling Bernardo Silva as irreplaceable. Yeah. Which, if you remember the Aguero meme, is him crying, "We cannot replace him." And yeah. now you've got Erling Holland banging <laughs> goals. So yeah. I think that's like the Guardiola kiss of death. Yeah. Yeah. He says irreplaceable a little too much. Yeah. I am uh, relieved to see him stay in the, or looks like he'll stay in the league because he is a brilliant player to watch. Oh, so you're relieved. Yeah. Okay. Oh, as in like as a fan. You're like yeah. Yeah. As a as a diehard. For the prime. As a, exactly. Okay. As a lover of the game. Okay. Yeah. Uh, beast of the week. Beast of the week. Huge beast. Huge beast. What a beast. It's the beast of the week. Wow, look at that beast. I have... You mentioned Ronaldo. Okay. And I, so I... I don't have him yet. Okay. He's oh, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, my, I'm actually going to be, just a little spoiler, I'm going to be pro Ronaldo on this pod. Well, he's surely not coming in goal of the week. So, <laughs> I can only imagine he's next up. Uh, I've got two beasts. Okay, I want to hear them because uh, you might have one of mine and I just, exactly. And if you do, So, I'll... this is where Ronaldo pops up for me. Okay. We didn't get to talk about the Liverpool game, but I will talk about when Ronaldo, big dog, stiffed Jamie Carragher <laughs> yes. on the pitch side desk I in the warm-ups. That. He made yeah. a point to come over, say what's yeah. up to Neville, say what's up to Keane. Yeah. And honestly, rightfully so, if Carragher is making his bread and butter on saying Ronaldo's a joke yeah. and a bust, yeah. why would I say hi to you? Not yeah. to mention you're just a, a club legend It'd for be a like Ronaldo team. taking Jonathan Wilson out for, for lunch. Like, it's just not right. going to happen. Yeah. yeah. yeah can't expect that. 100%. Okay, so, that's your, that's your in- initial La Bestia. Okay. That's my beast. Do you want, do you want my second? I one? want your second. Okay, yeah. so I'm going Dean Henderson. Okay, okay. I like that one. So I'm going Dean Henderson, you know. Mm-hmm. You uh, know. Great substitute goalkeeper at Man yeah, United. Yeah. Great, Patrick, great, great, great distribution out here. He's yeah. only conceded one penalty out of five that yeah. he's faced in the Premier League. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. Lowest of any keeper to face that number. Brilliant. Yeah. I don't like how he wears the cap. I'm just going to say it. I, was, that was, I don't like how he wears <laughs> the cap. I, I cannot take I just I cannot take you seriously if you're wearing a cap. Was he wearing it when he scored when he saved the penalty? I think he was. Fuck's sake. Yeah, I think he was. It's just gonna inspire a new generation of cap goalkeepers. Okay. Alright, well, what do you got? Um 
I think we should quickly high five Firmino here for like uh, a million assists and multiple goals in a game. So uh, shout out to him. I I thought you were gonna, and I'm gonna make this my sub beast. I thought you were gonna Martinez. I thought you were gonna just be like, you know, uh, oh, got targeted. Yeah, got targeted in his first game and absolutely hammered. Got subbed off at halftime in a second game. And then two man of a match performances that keep the England captain and Man United captain on the bench for long term. Like, that's beast mode. It's like, sick. That is it's fucking insane. beast mode. Thank you for saying that. Because I, you know, sometimes I get in my own head, I get in my own feelings. When I listened back. You said it last when week. When I listened James, back to the podcast. You said it last week. You said it he was, was doing some good things. It was right after Brentford. And I was like, hey, I know this sounds crazy. Exactly. You said uh, he is doing some things I like. He was winning. Uh, not Brentford was a shit show. Everyone, yeah. everyone sucked at Brentford. Yeah. Against Brighton, he was winning aerial duels. Yeah. And I'm like, that's pretty cool. So and he and uh, uh, I'm sure you remember against Southampton, De Gea had a really good save at the end of the game. And De the Gea way like Martinez back. like went at him and like celebrate with him, yeah. that's a guy who's like at the center of the defense. If you know what I mean, like like vocal, inspire. So I'm really really impressed. Hey, I still think Ronaldo has a place in this team if he wants to stay. But long may it continue this back line. Okay. Yes. This back line. Same. But, and this is a real quick, the actual beast. Okay. Um, this real quickie. I'm going to go with Hassan Hutel. Because I don't know if you realize, but there was a 9-0 result this week. Oh, and that's good. It wasn't. That's good. It almost, he must have been so stoked. Southampton when, admin was all over it. <laughs> yes. They were like, uh, I'm who giving, was at Bournemouth, if you want to talk, yes. let us know. It's great. It, I'm giving him beast of the week for not being the recipient of a 9-0 drubbing for once. <laughs> <laughs> In the last 20 years, it's only happened to it's him. It's pretty good. Yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah. So he gets that. Uh, and I'm going to kick on and do a man of culture. It's men of culture. It's men of culture. We are the men of culture. Men of culture. Hombres de cultura. Ooh, that's cultural. Just because you mentioned him before, this is real pro Ronaldo. I'm going to give it to Ronaldo uh, because I was really, really, really pleasantly surprised when Bruno Fernandes scored. He ran to the side and Ronaldo celebrated with the team. Like he was happy and it was kind genuinely of genuinely happy. And you know, I feel like maybe he's realized he's not going to get the move he wanted. And now he just, all he can do is be a leader. And he was, you know, as, as I was joking uh, before, like Maguire, they were cutting to him and the, on the bench, sour grapes. For once, Ronaldo seemed to be in the game. I, I, I love that you said that and I can't help it. It's, it's like it's like Brokeback Mountain, Ronaldo. I can't quit him. Yeah. For what he gave me in my childhood, yeah. I just he will always have that. You shouldn't. He will have always to quit have him. that love. But honestly, the way I think the way social media and the the news cycle set up, you've got two extremes. You've got the Ronaldo who is a Manchester bleed United till I die. I love this club extreme over here and how he should act accordingly. And on the other side, you've got. Well, he's a mercenary. He'll only ever oh, do yeah. anything for himself. Yeah. Doesn't care about the team. Doesn't care about team culture. He eats by himself. He does everything by himself. Yeah. He's a he's a virus. Yeah. 
the truth, with many things, the truth is somewhere in the middle. 100%. And it was just nice to, exactly to your point, nice to see him be happy yeah. for his teammate. And uh, you know what? I bet you he does eat by himself. Because I bet you he eats some crazy Ronaldo food that keeps <laughs> him, like, muscly for the next... You know what I mean? Like, he's probably on some, like, regime that no they one else... They call those steroids. R right. <laughs> ah, got it. Yeah. <laughs> Ronaldo doesn't share needles. Allegedly. 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 Okay. All right. Solo.com Goal of the Week. It's the Solar.com Goal of the Week. As always, the Goal of the Week is brought to you by Solar.com. Find the most competitive solar bids on the marketplace at Solar.com. Use the code PREM500 for $500 off your solar project at Solar.com. So, I have to say, there were lots of goals this week. But there weren't many great ones. And the fact that you gave deflected goals your freak of the week, I think, like... It says a lot about this yeah. freak of goals. And so, Lots of good, not great. I, I, I think I'm going to give it to Nunes with the Wolves goal. And absolutely... Neves. Oh, what did I say? Nu you said Nunes. Okay. But that's very on, that's yeah. very on brand okay. for you. Yeah, I'm going. Thank you. Yeah, you know how I feel about wolves. I, I, I have. There, there might be, and I'm going to let you. Uh, there might be other contenders, but I just wolves are in trouble. They're like, you know. I just, I thought it was an important goal for him. I thought it was an important goal for that team, and and it was a hard goal, and it, like I just really enjoyed it. So it's, you know, I'm not. It's not going to be a goal of the year contender, not even goal of the month contender. <laughs> But it was just that kind of weekend. It did know? something for you. And yeah. that's what matters. And it, and it just felt like a fighter's goal. Like, you know, just didn't give up on it. And yeah. just, yeah. So there we go. Love a Ruben Neves goal. Yeah. It was prototypical too. It was, just a, it was just a screamer from outside the right? box. He's got those and in his locker. With Neves, I think you've got a player who, you know how there's the subculture on Twitter that's like the streets won't forget. Right. Like Jahan right. Batch. Right. Like, uh, 100%. Adele Tarabt. Like, yeah. I think you've got one in the making with Neves, who you could just do a compilation of all those kinds of goals yeah. that he scored. He's Loved it. Yeah. I, so we were talking about Holland earlier. Mm. I really wanted, I really wanted to give it to Holland's third goal yeah. in the hat trick. Yeah. Which was so just prime center yeah. forward who yeah. bullies no the one Palace else. defender to the ground. Ingred incredible. And just rips it. I, he, hit, he hit it with his left foot. I was so chuffed with myself because I was like, he's not even left-footed. He turns out he is left-footed, but still. Yeah. I think uh, Guaita in goal just stood there and let it happen. It was insane. I wanted to give it to him. I was going through all the goals from the week, and the last goal in the compilation was actually in that same game for your goal of the week, Saint Maximan. Oh yeah. Against Wolves with uh, a run-up volley. Yeah, beautiful I goal. I just I like it was a. Dirty goal at the end, and I just you know. It was a huge, but it was an it important. Goal. Yeah, but I I'm uh, yeah. We'll talk about Newcastle next week, but okay. like it was weird. I was watching that Newcastle okay. team, and I'm like, didn't you just get loads of foreign investment? They had like long staff in midfield. Like it just didn't feel like a very exciting. Like that made you angry. Yeah, I'm like, they're like, playing Sean Longstaff. Yeah, I'm like, what? You realize it's like, so I don't know. It was just a weird game, and but that was a sweetly, sweetly struck volley. So you're holding that against the goal. I'm, I'm holding, yeah, shithousery against them, and just like okay. I feel like Wolves deserve to win that game. So fair enough, fair enough. There was something I just loved about the run-up, yeah. the run-up volley. It had a little shades of Rooney the way it came off oh, the, like, yeah, well the like, lower shin. Yeah. 
yeah. and just flew. Yeah. Uh, He's a great player, yeah. Maxim. I do like him. All right. Wrap us up with Degenerate District. Okay. Welcome to the Degenerate District. Step right up, step right up. Come get a ticket at the Degenerate District. Time to spin the wheel in the Degenerate District. Welcome to the Degenerate District. Degenerate District, listen. I want you all to make your mortgage this month. So we're going to keep this real clean, real gentle. I want us all to get paid. I'm going to throw in some spice at the end. But to be clear, do not eat the spice. It is pure chili it's hot fragrance. spice. Yeah, it's exactly. Exactly. So how I'm, are we running this week? Are you doing like a, a donkey, a lock? A- no, I'm going to I'm just going to do you some medium picks, uh, like mild medium picks where I, you know, where I think you can get paid. And then we're going to do some real spicy stuff. There, Like, I'll tell you this, James, there's no locks this week. Like, okay, and so the, that's why we're not doing Yeah, it. and the bookies agree. There's a lot of just like games where it's just like... Let me uh, get the schedule y- pulled y- up. Yeah. So you've got a lot of like Crystal Palace, Brentford, Fulham, Brighton. Like a lot of the top six are away. Like there's just no... I don't think that there's like some obvious results. So, but let me talk you through some stuff. Obvious results that are worthwhile. That are worth putting money in. Exactly. Understood. Understood. It, yeah, there's just like, it's hard to find a win in here. Right, like City at home to Forest. Yeah. You don't want to touch that. City at home to Forest. If you want to go bananas, you can get <laughs> plus 3,500 on a Forest away win. I don't quite know how the math works, but it's mucho spread. Yeah. So, I mean, if you've got some money lying around, that's like a Vegas bet, you know? That's like, okay. So, I want to, first of all, Peak your interest with a little Southampton Chelsea, Chelsea playing away. You can get plus 350 on a draw. I, Chelsea, absolutely spanked by Leeds, uh, have uh, drawn or lost as many games as they've won. Wow. Going South, against your boys. Going against Southampton. I think there could be something there. I think you, you can get plus 500 on a Southampton win. I think that's too much, but I would do a little draw there. I was surprised to see that you can get plus 290 on a West Ham Tottenham draw. Am I reading these odds right? Plus 290? Yeah. Um, I like that. So we're basically betting on draws is what I'm saying. Like no goals. So your degenerate district this week is centered around draws. (laughs) Centered around draws. Listen, we're not going to get any points on our fantasy Premier League teams, but we're going to get much cash in our wallets. So it's just going to be, we're banking on a series of nil-nil. So we're betting on a nil-nil Southampton Chelsea. This is the worst district ever. We're we're betting on a nil-nil West Ham Spurs. We're betting on. Wait, a, hang on. Are you saying your exact nil-nil or just? A no, okay. just okay. no, no. We you just gotta, sometimes yeah. you got to distinguish. Oh that. my bad. No, no. This yeah. is just real. Uh, it, Arsenal, Aston Villa. This is what I was talking to you about. So Aston Villa, you, you can think get, you're going to get a bounce back from Villa? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but it's, it's on. It's it's six hundred over. Wow. That is, you know, that is, that is worth a little spice. lick. Okay. Yeah, I'm having a little lick of that ice cream cone. Um, and then here is just, you know, you can get Newcastle over 850 plus 850 away to Liverpool. You know what they say about Liverpool? Their midfield are old and injury prone. They can't score goals. Real slow start to the season. I know they might have had a little that. hiccup result this weekend. That. But so that's it. So I guess what I'm saying is uh, stay away from the crab tables this weekend. There's not much money to be made out there. If the if you do want to get paid, play it safe with some draws. And then, you know, 
obviously we're all going $100 down on Nottingham Forest. Yeah. And if we do, we could pool our money and like legit buy a house. That's phenomenal. Yeah. I know you've been in the market for a house. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, you uh -huh. could, yeah, exactly. So there we go. That's great. That's great. Let's combine all those into one lump degenerate district ball. If we, if that's right, we should just all pool our money and put it all on Nottingham Forest. It's nothing could possibly go wrong. With that, I think we're gonna go ahead and send you out for another week. That was match week four recap, just like you remember Prem de la Prem. Ain't nothing changed, ain't nothing ever gonna change. It's been great having you on and we will catch you for the recap next week of match week five. What's going on, Premids? As always, thank you for listening and following along. Please remember to rate and review us on whatever streaming platform you're listening on and spread the word far and wide about the benefits of being a Prem head. Mm -mm. Remember to follow us at Prem de la Prem Podcast on Instagram and at the Prem de la Prem on Twitter for all of our content. Until, Until next time, Prem de la Prem, out. That might just be the one take right yeah, there. Yeah, right there. I might not even have to touch that.